Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Every day, most of us bring our children home. We call for them. They come running. They hop in the car when they're supposed to. They're in their beds when you go to wake them up in the morning. That is not the case for mom, Janet. Her six-year-old little boy, Jojo, seemingly vanishes into thin air. There is still a chance to bring Jojo home alive. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. First of all, take a listen to this. This is an Amber Alert. There are certain criteria that need to be met for that to be issued. Among them, law enforcement needs to believe that there's a chance that the child could be in harm's way. So let's show you who he is. This is the boy. His full name is Jorge Gabriel Morales. His nickname is Jojo. He is a six-year-old boy with autism. Uh, He's got brown hair, brown eyes, about three feet tall, weighing about 50 pounds. He does have a scar under his right eye. 
First of all, I want to go out. We've got an all-star panel joining us. But first, I want to go out to JoJo's mother, Janet Concepcion, joining us. Janet, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. Janet, explain to me how his autism is affecting him. It's such a wide spectrum. Very often, autistic children can be streamlined into school. People that don't understand autism would never suspect there's any autism at all. Tell me about your son, six-year-old JoJo's autism. How, how can he function? Um, through therapy that we have been working very hard with him, um, he's able to communicate now and express himself. Um, sometimes he can express what he wants and feelings. Um, he doesn't have a normal conversation that two adults can have or a normal six-year-old can have. But he's very um, expressive now, and he can walk up to somebody and just by looking at their car keys, tell them that he has a this type of car or that other type of car. He's just very factual. Um, he won't have a normal um, interaction, just observant. Like he, he can walk up to somebody and, and tell them that their pants are blue. Um, but he, he's communicating now. He, he walks on his tippy toes. Um, that's very, um, normal of him. Um, he, he does movement with his hands when he's happy. He flaps the, the hands. When he's angry, he, um, he also flaps the hands, but it's a, it's in a very, um, in a very particular way, like he, he gets on the corners. Uh, he used to sometimes hit himself, not anymore to therapy. We have worked through that and, and we have advanced a lot, but overall he's on, on the higher end of the spectrum, thankfully, and he's able to, to communicate. And we're hoping with more therapy, he can function as a normal person and be part of the community as a normal person and socialize normally, like older kids. Um, right now he plays very parallel to, um, he doesn't like playing with other kids. He just likes to wash them. But we were working on a lot with him. How old was Jojo when you found out he's autistic? Um, we had suspicions from teachers that would tell, tell us that, that they had a suspicion around two years old. And he was officially diagnosed at the age of three through a neurologist. Once he was diagnosed with a neurologist, Janet, what did you go through trying to help him how much therapy how many doctors have you seen along with jojo your six-year-old son um we went through a, a special program from the community the miami day um it's called early steps when the school gets uh, um, professionals together to observe him and create a, a very specific plan for his own education and then that transitions into an iep program um, which is individualized um, education for him. They they meet with psychology, um, a speech therapy, a behavioral therapist. We all get together. Um, they observe him. They run tests. They they play with him, and they create a very specific plan for his school. Um, we have a, um, a board behavioral therapist, and the school with the behavioral therapist and the speech therapy work together so that my son can go to a normal classroom with um, regular kids, but he has a behavioral therapist with him all the time helping him through because um, he, ne- he needs a lot of attention and, and he needs it, transitioning from one activity to another one takes a toll on him. So yeah. they have that behavioral therapist with him working all the time and rewarding him for changes 
and and helping him through. So he he's um, basically an A student, and and he does pretty well with the behavioral therapist next to him. With me is JoJo's mother, Janet. I'm looking at the panel of really all-star experts we have, and I want to uh, go to high-profile Atlanta trial lawyer, uh, Emory Law School professor, uh, past chair of the American Bar Association Family Law Section, author of Divorce, Protect Yourself, Your Kids, and Your Future. That's Randy Kessler. And one of my personal heroes, Mark Klass, uh, founder of Class Kids Foundation at classkids.org. When his daughter was Polly was kidnapped, he has since devoted his life to helping find missing people. You know, Randy and Mark, the reason I'm going to you right now is because we've known each other for so long. I'm sure you recall the time that my son, John David, had a horrible blow to the head. And uh, he was in the hospital for almost a week. And I slept with him every night. And every night I was wondering, what's going to happen? How is this going to affect him? What will his future be? And they were giving us all these dire predictions about what had happened to John David. And I'm happy to report, knock on wood, at this moment, he's got all A's in high school. And he's six foot five and seemingly everything is okay. But Randy, I remember those moments when uh, we were in the hospital days trying to figure out how badly he had been hurt. And I'm hearing Janet Concepcion describe everything she's been through with her son, just trying to help him forward one inch in life. And now some a-hole takes him. Yeah. You, you know, look, it's, it's a, it, I'm so proud and honored to be on with you and with Mark who, you know, and when we've been talking about things like this for years and years and years, and it just doesn't stop. Mark Class, what about it? Well, there's obviously no better advocate for this child on earth than his mother. And she's doing absolutely everything she can to to give him a good life. And then to have him just snatched away like that could cause irreparable harm. I think that people have to be aware that, that JoJo needs his mother and his mother needs Jojo. And that should be all anybody needs to be on the lookout for this little boy and to make a report to law enforcement. Um, should, should they see him? My concern is if someone does see him, say he's in a convenience store or something, he's not going to be able to just go up to a stranger. I'm sure he's upset. And you heard his mother say he flaps his hands, which is very common amongst autistic children. If he's happy, you know, like at a birthday party or something balloons, making him happy. But then it takes on a different tenor when he's upset and he may not be able to react in a way that people can understand him because he's under so much stress because he's away from his mother. Guys, take a listen to our friends at WPLG 10. Detectives are considering this a kidnapping case, which is why that Amber Alert is in effect. These are the billboards you'll likely see on major highways throughout South Florida. The hope is that with an Amber Alert out, we'll be able to track down little Jorge Morales or Jojo, as they call him. Now we do know that perhaps the child may be taking some type of medication. Now it's already gone three to four days without that medication. So now we start, we, our investigators get a little concerned. 
Of course, he is off his medication. We don't know how he's going to respond to strangers, to being away from his mother and his routine. That's hard. Dr. Sherry Schwartz is joining us. Uh, Dr. Sherry Schwartz, uh, you know her well, forensic psychologist, and you can find her at pantherimitigation.com. Dr. Sherry Schwartz, nobody likes to be taken out of their routine. Nobody, especially children and especially a child with autism. You take them out of their routine and it greatly disturbs them. That's absolutely right. One of the reasons, Nancy, is because for autistic children, they're, they can go on to sensory overload really quickly. So any subtle changes in the environment, things that maybe make noise that would be nothing to the rest of us could actually trigger an emotional response that sensory overload in an autistic child. So this, you know, I'm listening uh, to everyone and I'm thinking, you know, his autism might actually, those movements, those motor movements and that sensory overload might actually help draw attention to him in a public setting. I pray to God you're right. Now take a listen to our friends at WFORNPLG. That is a six-year-old boy with autism. There, No one has heard from them now for two days and his mother is desperate to get him back home. My biggest accomplishment has just been taken away from me. I just miss him so much. Janet Leal Concepcion is beside herself, unable to sleep, unable to eat, totally devastated that her six-year-old son, Jojo, has been missing since Saturday. Missing since Saturday. stories with nancy grace guys with me is janet concepcion his mother and also mark class mark every hour that goes by is another hour i think of it as 60 mph 60 miles away further per hour what should police be doing right now and why did it take so long to get up an Amber Alert. You know what? Why rehash what went wrong? How can an Amber Alert help find JoJo? Well, first of all, Nancy, waiting a week to issue an Amber Alert almost undermines the whole the whole concept behind the Amber Alert, which is exactly what you said. An, a, a mile a minute, that's how fast your child can disappear. So given the fact that they, it's been a week, that child could, could theoretically be absolutely anywhere in the world. And I think that that local authorities have to have to re-educate themselves on the whole issue of abduction and the issue of amber alerts. This isn't something that's supposed to be rolled out a week later. This is something that's supposed to happen within hours of the child disappearing. And uh, this is the situation here. The, the little boy is gone. He's missing. Uh, there are other circumstances that, that point to the fact that uh, he might not be coming right back home. Therefore, you have to do everything within your power, particularly given the fact that he's a special needs child. You have to do everything within your power to alert the community immediately so that they can be part of the solution. Now we're learning more about who took JoJo. Take a listen to our friends at 
CBS4. George Morales is just six years old. He also goes by Jojo, and it's believed that he was kidnapped by his father and grandmother. Now, that happened just hours after Jojo's mother was granted full custody. Now, take a look at this flyer. These are the people who are believed to be with Jojo. Now, his mother, Inez Concepcion, tells us he is autistic and was last seen in Homestead. She believes his father may hurt him because of something he told his son. To Janet Concepcion, this is JoJo's mom. What do you believe the father told the son? My son repeats a lot. And again, it's not a normal conversation. He would just pace around um, my house every time that he would be upset and say that, that his dad would tell him um, that he had to go to heaven before seven or eight. And he just, he constantly repeated that. And I was very concerned. So we... Um, we the procedures we went to court um, that's why I was granted overnight and but still he he would have found a way let me understand Janet you're saying that Jojo's dad told him that he Jojo would have to go to heaven before he turned seven or eight yeah my son will repeat that and I will ask him but who's saying that and he'll tell me Papa says I have to go to we have to go to heaven before seven or eight, and um, and that's my biggest fear that that that's his plan. Guys, take a listen now to our friends at WFOR. Now, as I mentioned, JoJo's mother was granted full custody, but she says when she went to pick her son up from the apartment her ex-husband lives with his mom, there was nothing there, and all of their numbers are now disconnected. Now, Concepcion says her son is extremely smart, knows her phone number by heart, but is unable to have a normal conversation. I just want my baby back. I really do. There's nothing I wouldn't do in the world to have my baby back. And right now, the FDLE joining the search for a missing boy with autism. Authorities say six-year-old Jojo has not been seen since Saturday. He is believed to have been taken by his father, 45-year-old Jorge Morales. He and the child's mother have had a contentious custody battle since they split three years ago. The family went to pick up Jojo from Morales' house in southwest Miami-Dade along southwest 184th Avenue Saturday evening, but... The two of them were nowhere to be found. And more from PLG. When Concepcion went to pick him up Saturday evening, as was the plan, no one came out to bring him to her. Police came and the landlord opened up the apartment, but everything was gone and there was no sign of Jojo, his father, or his grandmother. We were all trying to call him. What's up? Everything from all sources, all phones. And they're gone. The car was nowhere to be found either. Police are actively searching for him. Janet Concepcion, Jojo's mom. Janet, you had just gotten full custody. Is that right? Um, no. They, we had overnight. Um, the dad doesn't didn't uh, was not allowed to have overnight after the incident where we went to court. And when uh, we we got granted um, full custody and full decision making the Monday after he disappeared. So that the police could be could have more uh, weight on the search because as long as he had some kind of custody, they couldn't do much. I understand. Question to you: I don't understand why he had the ability after he told the little boy he had to go to heaven before age seven or eight. Why he had custody at all? But let me understand this. Randy Kelster joining me, high-profile lawyer out of Atlanta. 
You know, I've repeated this quote many, many times, but a, a dear friend of mine that's a defense attorney says she would rather try a drug lord or a murder case as opposed to a divorce or child custody case because she's always afraid one of the parties is just going to shoot her. These custody battles are so contentious. And I think JoJo's father was furious. He didn't get what he wanted. Nancy, not only prosecutors, but also judges. Any judge that tries a custody trial will tell you the same thing. I've been doing this 35 years and without exception, nobody likes handling custody matters because you can't get it right. There's competing you know, dilemmas. You want children to have a relationship with both parents. You're trying to make sure that dad and mom both get to be in the child's life, but you're also trying to protect the innocent child. It's it's just sometimes there's no right answer. And, you know, I, I'm sure this judge was trying to do what he or she thought was the right thing. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, that's that's a good reason not to be a judge. Exactly. I mean, we can look back and say woulda, coulda, shoulda all day long, but it's not helping. Find JoJo right now. This little boy, six years old, snatched away from his routine, his home, his mother, on the run with a father who's apparently lost his mind and the grandma, the paternal grandma, is the hench person of all things. I'm sure she's blind to everything her son, the father, has done. Take a listen to our friend Leanne Morjan. This area where we're standing right now is the place that he was last seen on August 27th. This is in rural southwest Miami-Dade. It's where the grandmother picked up little Jojo, just six years old, and he hasn't been seen since. We also want to mention that this has been upgraded to an Amber Alert. We had mentioned for the last couple of days that he'd been missing. Now this is an Amber Alert. Okay, straight out to special guest joining us, David Neal with the Miami Herald. You can find him on Twitter at David J. Neal um, and on Insta at Natalia's dad. David, thank you for being with us. Explain, describe this area for me where the little boy is last seen and the grandma is the one who picked him up, right? Uh, yeah, yes, from, from what we know, uh, from what police told us. And the the area is, it's in southwest uh, Miami-Dade County. It's very, it's very, it's like suburbia, suburbia. It's, it's rural. Um, there's, it, as much of South Florida is being based on real estate and tourism, uh, you know, there are going to be more places built there all the time and the rural area gets smaller, but it's, it's not a heavily, you know, it's not as heavily traveled as, say, uh, more well-known Miami places such as downtown or Little Havana or South Beach. Out in a rural area, uh, joining me right now is Joe Carrillo, private investigator with Leverage Investigations, LeveragePI.com, founder of Bringing Them Home Project. Joe, thank you for being with us. What, sh- how would that affect how this boy was kidnapped and our chances of finding him that he's taken from a rural area? Uh, Jojo's father, uh, George uh, Morales Sr., planned this for over a year. And when he instigated his plan on the 27th of August, uh, it began to fall apart uh, within 24 hours. I can't get into any more details. Okay, wait, 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 wait. You can't give any more details. Okay. Details about what? Well, there, 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 there's people that assisted him and, uh, and have come forward to give information. 
And that's why I can tell you that his plan began, began to fall apart. He abandoned the vehicle. Okay, hold on just a moment. Can we talk about the initial kidnap, where it was, and why that location will help or hinder finding him? I don't think the location where he was picked up uh, does anything to uh, help us uh, or hinder to find him. I think uh, what's going to help us uh, find him is the amount of help that now is out there and the amount of eyes that now are out there and the understanding on uh, the beliefs that George Sr. had and uh, where he's going with his fanatical beliefs. Uh, What? What, okay, what fanatical beliefs? Uh, you know, when 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 a, when, a, when a child of six years old comes home uh, uh, and begins to uh, recite uh, things like he did, like uh, Daddy has his rhyme that I'm going to be in heaven by the time I'm seven, and I see those videos, it shows me a very very deranged father. We have tied him to to certain organizations that 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 also have the type of uh, fanatical views that he has that uh, the world is ending and cryptocurrency is going to take off and I need to live off the grid. Well, he certainly is in an area to live off the grid. And understanding those beliefs, Nancy, is 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 what led us to the area that we're searching now. Hold on one moment. I'm going to get to the search area we're at right now. But first, I want you to hear our cut 14, Jackie. This is Bridget Matter at WPLG. She says he spent time researching living off the grid. And last September, her son began making cryptic comments. Bad people trying to take me away. Concepcion recorded some of these conversations. Mama will protect me. He commented to me that he I wanted to take him to leave in a farm with windmills and he wanted me to go with him. When Concepcion went to pick up her son as part of a custody exchange in late August, they had picked up and left. Okay, uh, l- l- let me get down to it. Mark Class joining me, founder of Class Kids Foundation, living off the grid. That is going to hinder finding JoJo. But on the other hand, law enforcement knows exactly who they're looking for. And they know about him. Apparently, they know organizations that he has associations with. So this whole idea of of living off the grid, I I can't even imagine it. Uh, You would just need to have so much gear, so much uh, so much knowledge, so much money to be able to do that successfully. It's only a matter of time, Nancy, before this guy makes an appearance. And it's only a matter of time before somebody recognizes exactly what's going on here. So I think that they're at a great advantage just simply knowing who has the boy and uh, who he's connected with, what his beliefs are. You're right, Mark Class. You're right. And to you, Dr. Sherry Schwartz, following up on what Mark Class just said, what does it mean to you? What kind of people want to go live off the grid? Well, people that want to go live off the grid, generally speaking, are, are trying to hide from something. They're trying to run from something. Uh, they don't want the authorities poking around. And so if he is involved in known sort of off the grid groups, once the police, law enforcement, federal authorities start poking around, it's highly likely people will talk because the other people involved in these organizations don't want law enforcement around. Absolutely not. Uh, Randy Kessler, the off the grid factor in this case is very disturbing. And not only that, claimed fanatical beliefs on the part of the father, seeming religious beliefs. And it reminds me of cult mom Lori Vallow, who was willing to kill 
two of her children have them killed because of her fanatical religious beliefs. You know, it's it's cases like these and like that one that, that actually help other families. When I'm in court arguing in a custody situation where there are these signs and indicators, um, it does happen. It, they're the outliers. They're rare. But when they happen, the, the ramifications are devastating. And, you know, it, it does happen. Human beings are, are not all nice people. This is just a, a terrible situation. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I wish the judge had seen this coming. I wish the mom had seen this coming. But who would believe that a father could do something like this? It's just, it's, it's beyond comprehension. Take a listen to our cut nine uh, from WPLG Local 10. This is his father. He's also named Jorge Morales. He is 45 years old with brown hair, brown eyes, and is six feet tall. Yesterday, Miami-Dade police announced that together with the state attorney's office, they issued a warrant for his arrest for illegally taking JoJo. He does not have overnight custody of him. His grandmother picked him up from his mom's house here in deep southwest Miami-Dade on August 27th. And when mom went to pick him up, he was nowhere to be found and hasn't been heard from since. To JoJo's mom, Janet, joining us. Everybody, by the way, there was a $10,000 reward to help find JoJo. $10,000 offered by the U.S. Marshals. The tip line is 1-888-FL-MISSING. Florida Missing. 1-888-FL-MISSING. 1-888-356-4774. Janet, what type of fanatical religious beliefs. Do you know what your husband, what, what's going on in your husband's mind? I have no idea. Ever since I divorced him, um, he became a complete different person. He, every time I would become my son, he would tell me that he needed to pray the demons out of my head and that I would go to hell because he could only get married once in, in a lifetime and that everybody that got divorced was going to go to hell and then my son will repeat certain things about the devil all the time and he'll sit down and, and speak of of the devil is coming and the world is ending and and these are all very concerning i mean as a six-year-old I, I mean let's talk about candy let's talk about something else and and it was it was very concerning to me and and i would sit with my son every time that i would get him from him i would have to sit with my son and explain to him that the devil is not out to get him that, that nobody's out to get him, that he's only six years old. And, and, and I would try to just, you know, get that in his hand, even though he didn't fully comprehend what he was saying because of the autism, he would just repeat words. But it was still very concerning, even though he didn't know what he meant, you know. And, and his dad just became a person that I don't know. I don't know this person. I don't know this guy. And people keep asking me about him. And I don't know him. I don't know this guy. I don't know what he became. I have no idea what happened to him. Did he start morphing into a religious fanatic during the marriage? Did you see it happening? Or did it happen after you guys split up? It was after we split up. And I know he was going to church. And he became very involved in church. And then... After like, around a year, uh, around a year and a half, um, they stopped going to church. And I and I asked my son because I will ask him, "Hey, did you go to church? Did you see your friends?" And he told me, "No, we don't go to that church anymore. The church is praising the devil too." And that's what my son would tell me. So I don't know if they were going to another church. Okay, wait a minute. A six-year-old little boy, obviously repeating what his father had said, says. The church was praising the devil? Yes. 
you know, Dr. Sherry Schwartz, even little children that don't have autism, so-called normal children, are afraid of the devil. When my children first saw somebody dressed up like the devil at Halloween, they were so, we had not talked about the devil, per se, or Satan. They got so scared. They were really little. They wouldn't even say the word devil. They still, to this day, call Satan the D-guy. They will not even say the name, like Voldemort. You're not supposed to say his name, or it may conjure him up. Much less this fear to an autistic child. Well, and the thing is, when we're told stories about Satan and the devil, it is a form of social control, right? To try to control someone's behavior and get them on a path that is opposite of whatever the devil stands for. So you're absolutely right. When you're saying this to a child, the images that this conjures for a child, and in particular, a special needs child, is something that, it's cruel. It's a, it's a level of cruelty. I can't imagine anyone doing that to a child, let alone their parent. Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, the situation for JoJo is so serious. He is with his religious fanatic father and the hench person, believe it or not, the grandma. Janet, what about this grandma? How does she get roped into this? She agrees with all this religious fanaticism? Um, she moved back in when I when I divorced um, her son, and um, and they were always together. They isolated everybody else. They pushed away everybody else, and it was just her, him, and that was it. Um, she when I got divorced, she made sure to tell me that she was going to show me what a divorce was, and. Um, Ever since, it's just being a bottle, and and she has never agreed with the divorce. Also, saying that that's a devil thing to do, and um, and she she just became her advocate, and and no when nobody else would, because nobody else would advocate for him. So she just became her advocate. Guys, let's go straight to uh, our cuts uh, ten and eleven. Take a listen to our friends at PLG. Here's another look at those involved. You see six-year-old Jorge Jojo Morales, his father, 45-year-old Jorge Morales. There is a warrant out for his arrest. Police say that they may be accompanied by the boy's paternal grandmother, 68-year-old Lilian Peña Morales. She's the person that the mother says uh, came to pick him up the day of uh, the day that he went missing. That was the last person to pick him up. She usually facilitates with the handoffs uh, between mom and dad. Let's show you dad's car. This is a gray 2006 Ford Expedition with the license plate CSIU 53. Local 10 did speak with the boy's mother on Monday about how she and JoJo's father have been in a contentious uh, custody battle ever since they split up three years ago. She is begging for JoJo's safe return. I'm afraid. I'm terrified. I'm really broken. I just wish that he would know that we're looking for him. And more from Bridget Matter. Listen. Days later, police found a potential clue close to 2,000 miles away, this SUV. Maine State Police say the three may have been in the SUV. It was found in Littleton, Maine, near the Canadian border. 
Concepcion is working with private investigator Joe Carrillo, who's worked thousands of missing persons cases. Well, I think it's a very dangerous case. It's not the run of the mill. And with us, uh, the private investigator who has handled literally thousands of missing persons cases, Joe Carrillo is with us with Leverage Investigations. Joe, I agree with you. This is not the run-of-the-mill case. Now, finding the SUV was significant, but I want to hear what you mean and all of your experience about this not being a run-of-the-mill case. Well, I think, uh, I think, uh, like the attorney, uh, uh, is, uh, is right on with he's saying that we have a very complacent attitude towards these contentious uh, child custody cases uh, here here in Miami. Uh, there was a lot of this evidence that's uh, coming out now that you have heard and are putting on your show today of uh, the videos of JoJo saying these horrible things, and uh, the judges just uh, would not have part of it. And I think uh, that is uh, to blame for the delay in the Amber Alert uh, uh, and so forth. Uh, there's a lot of emphasis being put on the father. I think the grandmother needs to have a really hard look at it. I think she's the one driving the ship. Uh, uh, you know, everybody has worked very hard. The Miami-Dade Police Department doing a parallel investigation that we've been doing on the ground has led us to a very remote area in Maine. It's an area that that uh, uh, is exactly how JoJo has been describing where Daddy wanted to go to live. There are plenty of windmills up there, plenty of remoteness, and I think we're in the right area. The fact that the word is getting out now, I think we're going to have a good conclusion, and I think that conclusion is not going to take too long. Uh, but there is a lot to worry about uh, with the father. Uh, I can tell you that uh, the, the father is believed to be armed, and he, he's a very dangerous person. So if, if anybody sees him, do not approach him. I know everybody wants to go rescue a six-year-old a child in need, but but call the people that know. I think uh, we need to be very careful here. This is one of those cases that comes out of thousands that is a very dangerous of custody case. You know, I think you're right. And Mark Class joining us, uh, with a founder of Class Kids Foundation, who has worked as uh, like Joe Carrillo on thousands of missing children cases. Mark, I'm afraid that if he's cornered, the dad may start shooting. Well, that's an obvious possibility. I'll tell you, Janet, listen, I've been through what you're going through. I was missing my child for two months. And what I can tell you is that you have to stay strong. You have to put your faith in law enforcement and in your private investigator. You have to strive to get sleep. You have to eat something. You have to take care of your personal needs because Jojo needs you now more than he's ever needed you before. And if you just do those things and you stay strong, hopefully you'll get your child back sooner rather than later. And you can continue on with his healing and trying to ensure that he has the, the good life that he deserves. To you, Joe Carrillo, you were saying that you think the grandmother, the paternal grandmother, the father's mother is driving the bus. Why do you believe that? Why would he fall for everything his mother says? I've got grown kids that are married and, and, and divorced, and, and a divorce is between a couple. But when, when the family members start to make threats during that divorce, uh, very dangerous uh, threats the grandmother has made to, to Janet, then, then you come to not only the assumption, the knowledge that... Uh, 
there's not one bad person here and just his mother going along. There are two very bad people that took uh, uh, JoJo. To Janet, this is JoJo's mother. If the father, Jorge, can hear you right now, what is your message to him? To please do the right thing, not to to stop being selfish. This is not about him. This is not about me. This is about this is about Georgie. And Jojo needs his routine. He needs his therapy. He needs his friends around. He needs to be doing the same thing he does every day. He needs to be setting up his alarms like he always does. And he needs to go back to his normalcy. Don't you? You? He's putting him in in danger. He's this is not normal for him. This is a not not a routine for him, and he he needs his mother. And just like he needs his mother, uh, Georgie needs his mother too. You know, nobody better incapable to 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 look out for for their kids than than a mother. You know, and and to please do the right thing. Please do the right thing. Janet, let me understand what Joe Carrillo was saying. You showed a Florida judge these videos where uh, JoJo's talking about his dad says he's going to go to heaven before he's seven or eight and all the fear about the devil and how he's going to be an angel. You showed that to the judge and the judge still gave the dad partial custody. We, we don't, we don't do videos on court. They're, I don't think they're admissible, uh, but we did document it. I did um, emergency motions and, and it's, it's what we were all saying. They're trying to do the right thing by the, the kid. And through documentation, we documented the things that, that my son was saying uh, with my lawyer. I understand. Randy Kessler, such a video is allowed when an autistic child cannot speak as normal. That's a yes, no. Right. Yes. And family law is unique in that let it all in, figure out what's best. I know. I don't know what this judge was thinking, but here we are now. According to Joe Carrillo, he believes Jojo, a kidnapped six-year-old little autistic boy, is being held in a remote area of Maine near the Canadian border. Please help us bring this child home alive. There is still time to save him. Tip line one eight 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 fl missing one 356 4774 Goodbye, friend. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today.